Hello, all my wonderful friends. I hope you are doing really well today. This is your lucky day. I'm Wendy Friesen, as you probably know, and that's why you're here. I have some things I want to tell you about changing your luck and actually being a luckier person. I know there's some people that tell me it sounds crazy that you could even think about changing your luck, but what if you can? What if it's possible to become a luckier person? We have to wonder if changing your luck is something that's possible. Is it in your personality? Is it something that's a result of all the things you've done that are really good, wonderful things and you feel that you're worthy of good luck or that you've done some things that are not so good and make you feel like you're not worthy and that you're unlucky. You know, I've heard people say that they just have bad luck. Bad things happen to them. Today, I am going to take you through a process that is to increase your luck or at least change your perception of having bad luck. We want to get out of some of the negative thinking that is holding you back and causing you to feel that you have bad luck. But we also want to get you into the mindset. I don't know who the we is, by the way. <laughs> we, we. It's uh, me and my glass of water here because I'm all by myself. Anyway, <laughs> I want to get you into the mindset where you do expect good things to happen. One of the ways of doing that is to find out if you have repetitive negative thoughts, if you are putting yourself down regularly, if you are saying things underneath your breath about yourself, <clears throat> such as, oh, I'm so stupid. Why did I do that? I always screw things up. Or if it's not even a statement like that, do you have an emotional response that is negative when you do something that is a little bit off or not quite right, or you make a mistake? So this is part of the first lesson of having better luck is we've got to change your self-image. We need to change your worthiness at the core, whatever your core is. <laughs> we need to make you worthy of the good luck for the things that you really want. Now, some of you might feel that you have really bad luck in dating and uh, think about what you say to yourself when you meet the person that's not the right person, that you don't, it doesn't click, you don't hit it off. Do you have some things that you tell yourself kind of under your breath that is like, oh gosh, there's just no, there's no good people out there anymore. There's no one that I'm interested in, or I don't know, they don't seem to call back. I'm, they just don't like me. I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, doing all of this reinforces the belief that you are indeed either unlucky or undesirable or that this keeps happening to you because you don't have any decent luck. And a lot of people, when they fall in love, they feel very lucky. They say, I am so lucky to have met him or her. I just feel like the luckiest person in the world to have love like this. So there is an element of luck in finding love. I would like you to imagine that it is possible to give you an entirely new mindset about luck. I want you to alter the way your brain is working, alter the way your mind is thinking, and alter the way you are showing up in this world, creating bad luck or good luck. Some of you may actually say, you know, I have pretty good luck. 
And I wonder why that is. I would like to know from someone who feels like they have good luck, is it because you grew up in an environment where you were encouraged to see the good in things, to not complain? You had all your needs met and you felt like really wonderful things happened to you. Or did you grow up in an environment where you were put down or belittled? Were you blamed for a lot of things? Did you feel like you're always doing things wrong? Things like that can really cause you to have a really negative identity issue or a core issue that is about not deserving anything. So this program that I have about getting lucky and becoming lucky is really interesting because it has changed a lot of people's lives. When you're not aware that you're doing it, you can't really change it. If you don't know that you are creating an energy of expectation of bad luck, or if you have outwardly the words you use and things you say that make others not want to gravitate towards you or do anything with you or for you, or you just have some inner beliefs that you're just no good, bad things happen to me. Have you ever said things like that to yourself? And do you believe it? You probably do if you've repeated it. You know, when I talk about self-talk, I really want you to be aware of your self-talk. I want you to catch yourself in your self-talk. And then I want you to gently stop yourself and notice what you said and decide, hmm, is that true? And if not, you just take a breath and you change it. So today in the session we're going to do, the hypnosis session, we're going to work on your self-talk and the things that you not only say, but the things that you think and the emotions that come up that make you feel like you're not worthy or you have bad luck. So I am sitting here in Hawaii on the big island, very grateful that I moved to Hawaii seven months ago. It was a lot of work to move to Hawaii, but it, it is really, really worth it. It's wonderful. And I'm just looking out the window right now at the pool and the spa and all the palm trees and the beautiful flowers everywhere. There are so many flowers in Hawaii. It's, it's crazy year round. It's all flowers and sunshine and just beauty. There's a couple of kids in the pool right in front of my place. And I don't know if you can hear them squealing, but they're having so much fun. And it brings such a nice energy to where I'm at, to have the sounds of kids that are happy and having fun. And who isn't having fun when you're in the water? Yeah. Okay, enough of that. I just wanted to tell you, if you, if you hear some screams and squeals, nobody is being beaten there. <laughs> they're having fun in the pool. <sighs> now... Think about what good luck means to you. Does it mean getting something for nothing? Does it mean that you're going to beat the system? Are you going to find some kind of a scheme? Or like if you're at the grocery store and the cashier gives you some cash change back and you got an extra $10 bill that you didn't deserve. Do you feel like that was lucky? Is that what luck is to you? Now, most of you are saying like, no, 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 not at all. That wouldn't be luck. But some of you feel lucky, even if it's not something that was right or fair or good, and it wasn't meant to be good fortune. Does that make sense? 
That's kind of the get something for nothing. A lot of people want to win the lottery. And that is very lucky because the odds are way against you, way against you. And if they won, they would say, boy, I'm really lucky. Well, are you? Are you lucky? You won because some random numbers came up and they happen to be yours. And that is very fortunate, but I'm not sure that that is actually good luck. If I won the lottery, I would probably feel very, very lucky. I would. But I wouldn't look at it as this is the meaning of luck. Because it's, it's in that genre of getting something for nothing or kind of beating the system. So let's look at how you create your luck. What do you do that makes your life actually luckier, that you feel worthy of what you're creating, and that you are absolutely feeling content and congruent with the good things that come your way. Many of you know that I have trainings in financial abundance. And the financial abundance work is to get you to be worthy of wealth and to use certain strategies in your life that keep you on track and keep you productive. And having rewards and things that you look at to change the negative beliefs and such. And it was interesting, one of the workshops I had in my office many years ago, I had six people in there, and they were coming there every week for the financial abundance training. And one of the men, when we went around the circle and talked about if you're worthy or you feel lucky or what luck means to you, um, he felt unlucky. He says, bad things happen to me all the time. I don't know why. I just, I'm just not a very lucky person. Well, he continued to be fairly negative all the, for the entire time during the training. And it was interesting that when I did a really short kind of a hypnosis meditation thing just to get us started, it was only maybe three or four minutes, he was sitting in the recliner, so he had his head back and he fell asleep. And then I wonder, you say you're unlucky, but is it because you kind of check out you know, you don't fully participate. You're not present in what's happening around you. And it's just a little thing that he fell asleep. It's not, you know, it's not the end all for bad luck. But as we continued to meet for six weeks, he seemed to have things that he did that were the opposite of increasing his worthiness or his um, positive attitude about wealth or being able to create wealth. And he would come in with negativity and feeling that bad things happened to him. And he would explain things that were bad luck that would happen each week. We need to look at why there are things that you're doing. And, you know, maybe not all of you are. Maybe some of you are phenomenally lucky and you don't even need this. You just want to listen because you like hanging out with me. <laughs> but we want to look at why it's happening and what you're doing to cause it. Many years ago, I did a hypnosis session with a hypnotherapist in town. We wanted to see if I could pick the lottery numbers that were for the next day. And he did hypnosis on me, and he had me imagine going and reading the newspaper from the next day. Remember back when we read newspapers? That was a long time ago. And so in hypnosis, I imagined I was opening the newspaper the next day and looking at the lottery numbers. Because back then, that's the only way we had to look at the results for the lottery. 
And I told him the numbers. And then we went and bought lottery tickets. And the next day, I didn't get one number right. <laughs> and now you're going, and you're going to tell me about having good luck? I still think it might be possible to glean some of this information from the future, even though we're just looking at a mechanical device. I read a book, parts of it anyway. I usually only read parts of all my books. <laughs> it's called Miracles of Mind, and it's a lot of experiments that were done about how much information is available to us remotely. Like they did some information about remote viewing when they used to use that in one of the world wars and about reading the thoughts of other people, even if they were very far away, like in another country and influencing our world around us, even mechanical things. I don't know that we're going to influence the mechanics of a lottery machine that picks random numbers that is basically a computer chip. But if it was possible, if I had the right hypnotist and we got it, you know, really dialed in to maybe pull in some information from the ethers, would it be possible? What have you experienced with this? Have you had some insight in getting information from the future? Maybe some stock picks. <laughs> that would be nice. So... I made uh, one recording about being lucky many, many years ago. And then I made a bigger program that is seven different sessions on changing your luck. And you are going to be able to have 30% off that program. It is called Luck of Your Life. And there's a link in the comments. The coupon is luckiest. Luckiest. That's going to be your coupon code to take 30% off. So there you have it. Now, could you get luckier in just one week? Instead of listening to a single session like the first one I made, if you had a different session every day for seven days, and seven's a lucky number, you know that, uh, could you change the way you perceive your luck? Could you no longer be plagued by bad luck? Now, the other thing is, are you at all jealous when other people have good luck? If good things happen to them, do you feel envious? Maybe you're happy for them, sort of happy for them. <laughs> Maybe you're genuinely happy for them. But do you sometimes feel like it's not fair? And I am always amazed at people feeling that things aren't fair. We do create our own reality and we do create situations and events that bring us the things that we are pretty much asking for when we feel that life is not fair. Is that true? Or is it because there are some things you did that put you in that situation or opened up that conversation or somehow that you dropped the ball and you did not? take advantage of that opportunity and someone else did. So look at if you think that life is not fair or if you're jealous or, you know, your self-talk, which we're going to work on in a little while. I heard from a man who uses the luck program several times a week and he told me it cured his depression. Wow, that is a big deal. So if that one little week of recording sessions 
has changed his life and it gave him an entirely new mindset. It, he says it cured his depression. That's his words. Could something like this help you overcome some difficulties in your life? Maybe you have some anger that you've turned inward. Maybe it's that you really don't feel worthy. Maybe you've had some unfortunate things happen. I know I've had lots of unfortunate things happen. Having a business that was so big at one time before 2008 happened, that was not bad luck. That was just a bunch of shit that happened with the economy. But it definitely put me in a difficult position for sure and losing a lot of money. But that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> but it still wasn't because of bad luck. It was because that is what's happening around me. So there's some situations that no matter what attitude you have, there's something bigger happening that you cannot change. However, you are in control of how you react to it, how you think about it, how you take the information internally and decide if it's something bad about you that made it happen or if you're going to say, there's a lot to learn in this situation. So now with this seven day program, it's not really just changing your mood. Um, it changes your perception, but can we change the actual good luck that comes your way? I know for me, there are a lot of things that I feel are very fortunate and I could call them good luck. However, I did hypnosis sessions on myself to go on my future timeline to see, imagine, and feel and experience what happened three months in the future, six months in the future, and one year in the future. Did it change my luck? Possibly because it changed the way other people see me and it changed the way I react and respond to other people and situations and events and experiences. One of the things it did is there was a show on like Dateline or something one night. It was getting late. It was like 10 o'clock and it was on weight loss for hypnosis, I think, something like that. So I immediately ran over to my computer and at the time I was doing a lot of Google AdWords and I made an ad right away for Dateline hypnosis weight loss keywords so that I would be able to attract some of those people who are looking for that and searching for that. So there's just, a, it's a little example of how, you know, now my next day or two or three, I was pretty lucky to get a lot of orders. And it's because I took an action really quick that caused that to become good fortune or good luck. There is an energy of thought. There is an energy to your feelings and there's an energy to your words and to the silent things you say to yourself. You know that science really supports now um, that thoughts are things. We have a lot of information from a lot of brilliant people that shows us that thoughts are things. Your thoughts have an energy and that creates a negative or positive event in your life perhaps or in your health or in any aspect of your reality. So if we know that thoughts have power and have energy, they're, they're much more than just a thought. And we know that those thoughts can affect someone else. Are you thinking the right things? <laughs> so it's not just changing your mood, but it's actually changing the way the energy of those thoughts is going out into the universe and bringing things back. Here is an interesting example. This one to me is rather mystical and unexplainable. But then again, I will explain what I think made this happen. 
When I was really broke, I had a tanning salon and the tanning salon was closing down because my lease was up and tanning was no longer that interesting to people. They were starting to take care of their skin a little differently. So I had to close my tanning salon, but <laughs> I was in debt. I owed money to um, places and people and the IRS and the IRS man used to come to my door, my, my house, <laughs> knock on the door and say, you have any money for us? And I was like, oh, no. Anyway, the next year of my life, changed dramatically. I was doing hypnotherapy and I had started seeing clients and I had an office and I was beginning to make cassette tapes because that's really all we had then. But then CDs finally were coming out and I got CDs made and such. But still, I wasn't selling a lot of them. I wasn't making that much money. But I did this work on my timeline of my future where I went along that timeline and I hit the wall and if any of you have done my abundance program, you know the process I'm talking about. But when that wall was there preventing me from going farther into my future, the wall was re like really big and high and really wide and it was made of really solid rock, which means metaphorically this is a big issue. And I asked the wall what it was, what it represented, and it said, I'm your father. And I said, well, what do you need? It said, if you make more money than your father, he'll be devastated. That's what it said. And I was like, what? <laughs> I understood what it meant because he had issues with whether women should have opportunities business-wise. The boys in the family got a lot more opportunities and things. Anyway, that's I took the wall down and I understood and it felt really good to just physically imagine myself taking it down. But what really happened was when I got into the one year in the future, I was noticing all the things that had opened up to me. Like there were so many people there where their eyes were just looking at me and they were so grateful for the work that I did. And they had uh, loved my book, Hypnotize Your Lover, one of the books I wrote. And they were so grateful for that. And it was just an amazing experience to let my mind and heart and soul experience that in that imaginary future but as real as real can be it felt real to me physically emotionally mentally and the way our brain stores these memories when we're in hypnosis those become stored as real memories they have the same kind of storage as the content that happens when you are doing something real in your life so now this thought and all the things that went with it is energy. It has more than just a memory. It has some kind of energy that it, it sends out and people get a different vibe from me because now they're not seeing pitiful me who's making friends with the IRS man <laughs> and don't read too much into that. <laughs> And they're not feeling my negativity and my fear because we can feel fear. They're feeling my excitement over the opportunities that are going to be coming my way in the next year. So I immediately wrote down on a post-it note that in the next year, which would be by August of the next year, I will have made $1 million or more in sales. And then I put, I will open the door to my beautiful new house. Both of these things consciously made me feel like that's impossible. How on earth would I do that? I don't have a pot to poo in. <laughs> so 
seeing that on my computer monitor, that post-it note, every day was connecting with the experience I had one year in the future on my timeline. And I did a lot of things differently than I would have. No question about it. I did things massively different. I wasn't out there like working myself, you know, to the bone or whatever you want to call it. I wasn't, you know, just having to grind away. I was just making some really good decisions that helped me stay on track and excited. But also because my energy, my thoughts and my energy were being transmitted to others, people felt good about helping me to have these opportunities. I walked into a upscale health club. It was like a tennis and all the weights and all the sports and stuff. And they had three locations and I didn't prepare for this. I didn't think about it. I just went in there and I said, Hey, I'm a sports hypnotist and I want to help your athletes do better at their sports. I can work with your tennis teams to help them get sharper and clearer. I can help your bodybuilders to have more weight and do this and that help people get really committed to sticking with their exercise and also losing weight as well and eating healthy. Well, I guess I had the energy and the mindset that really gave them the energy from the thoughts and the ideas I had. And they were like, yeah, that sounds great. Let me get my manager. And what they did is they put me in their newsletter that went out to 24,000 people every month. And they made posters all over the walls in the health clubs everywhere for free. They let me use the aerobics room, no charge at all, and their people could pay me for the classes. That was pretty fortunate. And all I did was come from the belief that good things happen to me and that there are opportunities for me. And by not walking in there in fear or feeling timid or feeling unworthy, I got a response that was based on the thoughts I had created and those things, those thoughts that are things, those radiated, making sense? When you use the hypnosis sessions for changing your luck, you are changing the way other people perceive you. It is perception and it is this remote influence, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. When you use hypnosis, you do change the physiology of your brain because you're changing the way your brain's holding the memories and the content of the memories. And you build new neural networks and different chemicals flood your body when you're happy or hopeful or content or excited rather than feeling grumpy and resentful and angry. So you'll feel a really miraculous change in your mind. So then what do you do next? You're sitting there at your computer and you're looking at your post-it note and it's like, oh, this is one million or more. Hmm. Well, I'm going to do something then. So that the whole thing, and this is what I want you to really get from this, the entire thing of doing that timeline of the future and expecting that good things are going to happen, it just made me a little more adventurous. So I called a radio station in Sacramento there's a big radio station and they had a morning uh, talk show. Well, it was all talk radio on one of the stations. But I called them and the receptionist that answered said hi or whatever, something. <laughs> she said something. And I said, hi, I'd like to have my own radio show. <laughs> How do I go about doing that? Which was kind of a 
looking back is a really stupid thing to say because it isn't like they say, oh, okay, yeah, you can have a show. When do you want? And she said, oh, well, hang on. Our morning talk show host is standing right beside me. Let me have him tell you. And so Paul Lyle, who was the morning host there for quite a long time, he picked up the phone and I was saying, I'd like to have my own radio show. How do I do that? And he said, well, um, there's a lot to it. You know, it takes a lot of time, a lot that you have to learn. Why don't you, and I told him I was a hypnotist and different things. So he says, why don't you come in and be on my show on Monday morning and come into the studio and be a guest? And I was like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Like I had never been on radio or TV or anything. And so I said I would come in and he wanted me to be there at 6 a.m. Oh my goodness, that's early for everybody. And then I hung up the phone after we chatted a bit. And Sunday evening, I was thinking about canceling because I was just really nervous and scared. And since it was so new to me, I didn't know what to expect. So I could have gone in there and showed up with that mindset with feeling full of fear. But instead, I was, I was in my car, I was getting ready to go somewhere. And before I went, I closed my eyes and I said to myself, you have been doing radio shows for months and months. You're really good at it. You have gotten so good at it, in fact, that it's just so easy. And as soon as you see the mic when you're in the radio studios, you're brilliant and you know exactly what to say. You're funny and you're entertaining and you teach people so much and everybody hangs on your every word, something like that. So then I'm driving that, my car that evening and I was at a red light and I was just playing with this whole identity that I'd been doing this for months. And I look over next to me at the woman in her car and I thought, oh, she recognizes me from my radio shows for all of them I've done. She knows who I am. <laughs> and it was just another way of embedding some future memories that I've already done this and reinforcing what happens in your brain when you want to believe something, even though your conscious mind knows it's not true. We don't care, do we? No, we don't. Say, so I don't care. <laughs> anyway, it was very fun. I got up the next morning and I went to that studio and I was there a little before six. And I went in there feeling good and still a little like, oh boy, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. And I got you know, I'm at my mic and Paul's at his mic and we started talking. And as soon as I started talking and it was just having a conversation with one person, it was amazing. It was so much fun. And I was relaxed and funny and interesting and everything. And we got, we took calls. The, the phone system takes five calls on hold at a time. And for two hours that I was on the show, it was full of calls. The whole time, we just we kept taking calls and calls and calls. So many people calling in, and um, gotta tell you that that I think on Paul's show by himself, he had lots of calls, of course, but nothing like that. It was really fascinating. And so then, after that, I had full books full of clients. I started having workshops because I couldn't just see one client at a time. I needed to expand that. I started doing several other things like 
going to the community center every Tuesday to do group workshops. And that grew into having be, being like 50 to 75 people at one point. It started out being only like 10, but the radio show thing really launched it. So you think, oh, Wendy's really lucky. But think about the things that I have done that have created opportunities. And, you know, that's really where it is, is what you're doing when you expect that you're going to have good luck. And that little post-it note that's sitting on the side of my computer monitor hmm, every day. After that one year, my business, with no guidance, no experts, no managers, just uh, one or two people helping me out, shipping out orders, did $1,012,000 in sales. Now, <laughs> I thought that was quite interesting that it was that close to the amount that I said on the post-it note, which was $1 or more. And then I like to wonder how all the people in the whole world got together to do the math to order my stuff to make it come to right about a million dollars. Ah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> But it's, it's the result of me feeling that I am lucky, getting my worthiness going, getting my energy changed, and having that thoughts are things energy that influences others. So how do you influence others to feel it, to feel what it is that you want them to feel? It's not about like persuasion tactics, and it's not about how you fake something to make them think of it, and it's not conversational you know, words and sentences structured properly. It is about changing your internal feelings about luck. If you deserve it, if you don't deserve it, you might've grown up with someone telling you, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve good things to happen to you. <laughs> you might've had your mother saying, you know, you are the unluckiest person I have ever met. <clears throat> well, here's an interesting testimonial from a man, George who did the luck program. It says he started the luck program and continued to use it more. He told me he still uses it several times a week. And guess what? The luck program has cured his depression. Oh, I think I already read this to you. So yes, I did that one. I did. Okay. Nathan, here's Nathan's testimonial about the luck program. He says, I find Wendy's voice absolutely wonderful. I have used other courses over the years, all with men's voices, and Wendy's wins hand down. Hands down. That's what he said. Hands down. I am a man who truly appreciates and loves women. I'm finding that Wendy's female voice allows me to be receptive, where a man's voice is quite a different story. I also find Wendy's voice, please don't hit me over the head, he says, quite sexy. And for me, this is a great benefit. I find her speed, choice of words, and tonality to be very receptive to me. This all helps to keep me coming back almost each day to listen to one of the Lucky You courses or tracks. That part made me feel pretty good. That was really nice. When people take time to tell you how it affected them and what they loved about it, that's just so nice. All right, now you can get the luck program and change how you are perceiving your world. And I'm going to do a short hypnosis session on changing how you look at your self-talk and how you say things to yourself to create things that are not healthy and not good and things that are really good. So right now, I want you to make sure that you'll have a comfortable place to relax and that you won't be disturbed. So turn your phone ringer off and such things as that. And then we'll do this session. 
You can begin by relaxing, reclining, even lying down on the floor or in your bed. But I don't want you to fall asleep. I want you to pay attention and be very alert. So even if you're lying down on the couch, prop your head up a bit so that you're not all the way down flat in the sleep position. And just relax for a moment by taking some deep, slow breaths. Breathe in. Let it all out. Take another breath in, and as you let this one out, just let go of any thoughts or worries or concerns that you have. And allow yourself to feel that wonderful settling in feeling and let my voice help you and guide you. And just feel what you feel, experience what happens in your mind and your body. Relax a little more and notice that you're curious. You're curious about what is going to happen in the next few minutes, how you might change. You're curious about what would happen if you changed your beliefs about having luck and having good luck and having things come to you. So just notice that there are things that you believe about yourself as you're relaxing even deeper, as your arms get heavy and your legs get heavy. There are beliefs you have about yourself. I want you to be aware of them and be very honest with yourself right now. What is it that you notice when I ask you about what kind of person you are? Just notice the silent thoughts. Do you feel worthy or unworthy? Do you feel that good things happen to you or that you have more bad luck than you deserve? Do you feel excited when you have an opportunity or do you kind of slack off and say, ah, that probably wouldn't work out anyway? Notice where you are in the grand emotional scene in your body, in your mind, in your heart and soul. Now some of the things that you've been feeling that hold you back or keep you stuck are because of things you say to yourself repetitively or perhaps that you say to others. And even if you don't feel this applies to you, let yourself do this experiment with me and let your inner mind really learn what's happening right now. Imagine yourself talking to someone who's a friend, maybe it's a stranger, you just met them, you're just getting to know them and having some chit-chat. And a subject comes up that makes you think about your level of being lucky or fortunate. And you say to that person, yeah, it just seems like I haven't had very good luck in my life lately. Things just haven't really worked out for me that much. What do you feel when you say that about yourself, even just imagining it? Notice physically, emotionally, mentally. Now just kind of shake that off. Take a deep breath and let go of that feeling and that statement. <sighs> now let yourself imagine very vividly 
with a different person that you perhaps have just met or maybe even a, a good friend. And they're talking about something really nice that's happened for them and something really fortunate that they've experienced. And you share that feeling of knowing that you're worthy of good things and you do receive good things and you're grateful for all the good blessings that you get in your life. So you say to that person, you say, you know, I am so happy for you. That is so cool. I am just really, really grateful that you're experiencing that. I've had some good things happen in my life lately too. I'm getting so much better at seeing the opportunities for what they are. And I feel this real sense of having a drive and excitement for taking on a project. It's a really nice time in my life. So you know that there are ways you can respond to help your brain learn and understand that you are going to begin to expect good things to happen, to have good fortune, to create some things that are actually lucky, to know that you keep your eyes open and your mind and heart open, to expect these things to come into your life. Now notice if you are someone who often feels not so lucky. Tune into that for a moment. Notice where you feel it in your body, in your thoughts, in your emotions. Yeah, we've all had some rough spots in our life. But just notice if you can bring up feelings of being unlucky or bad things happen and you have no control. Now I want you to take a deep breath and blow that out. Just get all those feelings out of there. Good. Now I want you to create some words and phrases that create possibilities. You don't need to say something that is not true. You say something that does create the possibility of what you do want. You can't say, I'm the luckiest man ever if you're not, because it won't ring true. It'll create a conflict. Or you say, millions of dollars is coming my way. And then, as much as you'd like to believe it, money is not the thing that you're chasing. It is the opportunities and the situations and the people and the things that you create that give you that satisfaction. And then you gratefully accept money for the work that you do. So find a different statement now. Find the words, the self-talk, that's going to support that. I am feeling more fortunate every day. I think my luck is changing. I think good things are starting to happen. I can feel it. My life is changing and I am going to be grateful, have wonderful expectations, and be willing to receive with worthiness all of the good things that are coming my way. Good. Now notice what you feel, what's going on in your body physically. What are you feeling emotionally, mentally? And just notice the difference. 
You didn't lie to yourself and you didn't say, oh yes, I'm the luckiest person alive. People give me stuff. I win the lottery. Because that's not what's going to get you there. Those thoughts are things that are about being stingy, perhaps. Expecting people to give to you rather than you giving something to the world that you're generously rewarded for. So just let your mind hold these thoughts for the rest of the day so you can give it as much thought as you can about how it would feel to be generous and kind and connect with others and be grateful for the generosity that comes your way. Good. Take a deep breath now and open your eyes. Good. Another deep breath. Open your eyes wider. <laughs> Let it out. So now look at what your self-talk is. What I would like you to do when you're in your day-to-day -day routine is be aware of what your self-talk is. When you notice a negative statement, a negative thought, a negative vision, and you internalize it, don't beat yourself up and don't get mad. Just say, huh, that's not who I am. That's not what I want. So then decide what I do want is to be part of the beautiful, abundant flow of this universe that brings me all the things that I am grateful for and the things that are my reward for doing good work in my life. And find something positive. And again, make sure you don't beat yourself up over anything at all that you said that was negative or any thought you were internalized. Good. And now that you're back, if you're feeling a little groggy, go ahead and take another deep breath or two and take really big breaths and blow them all the way out and sit up. I want to tell you a little more about how I feel about thoughts or things. I have some really interesting information for you about how thoughts are things. It is the wildest thing it is one of the most impactful things and memorable things I have ever experienced. I was in New York doing a workshop for about 30 or 40 people. And we had been together for three days, all day, like eight hours a day. And on the last day, I just got a wild idea that I should do this experiment. Because I thought, you know, we're all pretty in touch with each other, even though we're a group. And maybe there's some good energy here. I want to experiment to see how we can learn that thoughts are things. So I had everybody stand up and in a circle and they're all facing into the middle and in the middle there's two chairs. And behind the circle area there's a great big whiteboard. So there's two people sitting in the two chairs. The first two that sat there were a couple of women and I had their backs to the whiteboards. So they wouldn't be able to see what I was writing and also um, so they couldn't see what I was writing. <laughs> That's the only reason. Okay. So they closed their eyes and while they did that, I wrote on the board. The first thing I wrote was a warm tropical beach. Now the instructions to the people in the group that are standing up facing towards the center was that you are going to experience the thing I write down. You're going to feel it physically. You're going to feel it emotionally. You're going to hear sounds in your mind of what's going on during that and make it as vivid as you can. And then you're just going to send it 
to the two people in the middle. You're going to send it just as if it's like flowing, like light flowing out of you with all of those elements to them. We did that. And then I would write the second one down. I said, okay, everybody clear out your thoughts or clear out your mind. And the second one, and the second one I wrote down dark alley. And I had everybody experience that. And one of the keys, not a key, but one of the things that's important about this is really people only sent the thought, felt it and sent it for maybe a minute, a minute and a half at the most. It was not a long, lengthy experiment. And then I would say, okay, clear your thoughts out. And the next one was a roller coaster. Now, of course, every person sending the thoughts they just had a real general thing they were going to send, you know, feel it, hear it, experience the emotion of it, any sounds. Okay, so after those first three, then I erased the board and told the two ladies in the middle to open their eyes and take a few deep breaths. And I asked each of them, what did you feel on the first one? And remember, thoughts really are things, everybody who's listening to me right now, because here's what happened. On the first one, it was a beach. And the one woman says, I was lying down and it was warm. And I felt like maybe sun that was making me really warm. I could hear some sounds in the distance like birds or children or something that was around me. But mostly I was super relaxed and I felt really at peace. And it was just warm, maybe almost like sand underneath me. And I didn't react. None of us reacted. That was in the instructions. And the second one says, I was walking and I saw palm trees and there was water and I could hear waves. I wasn't really sure if it was an ocean or not, but I could hear waves and birds and I know there were palm trees. And I say, okay. I didn't tell them if they were right or wrong. Second one, I said, what was the second one? So the first woman says, my heart started pounding so hard on that second one. I was scared and I don't know where I was because it was dark. But I felt like I was running away from something, but my heart was just pounding. And it was the weirdest thing. It started just immediately after you said, um, or after you had the second scenario happen. Okay, great. And then the other woman, she said, I felt like I was going somewhere, but I couldn't really see because it was dark and I didn't have a flashlight. And I was kind of hurrying because I needed to get home or something. I just didn't feel comfortable where I was. And so I was moving really fast and it was really dark. Okay, fine. Roller coaster, third one. So I said, what'd you feel? Or no, what'd you experience? And the first one says, I was going up and I was like sitting, but I don't know why I was going up, but I was going up and it was loud. There was like this clacking kind of sound or something kind of grinding, but I was just going up, 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 sitting in a seat. And then the second one says, I was falling. I don't know how I was falling, but I was having fun. I, there was screaming, but it wasn't scary screaming. It was like people were having fun. And I think I was in a roller coaster going down, but I just know that I felt this intense experience there was excitement and a little fear and people screaming happily and I was sitting and plunging down. Oh my gosh. So now <laughs> your thoughts that you think and what you project onto other people are being picked up. They are transmitted and received and accepted by other people. And I'm going to go over some more things in this experiment as well. If you feel you are unlucky 
What are you transmitting to other people? If you feel like you have bad luck, if you think there's no opportunity and there's no way to change your miserable life, what are other people going to feel when there is a chance that they would give you an opportunity? And they're going to think, oh, I don't know why, but I feel like there's some negativity over there in that person. All right, so we did, um, I think, about 10 or 12 sets of these, and we changed the two people in the middle each time. So they each got three different scenarios. The accuracy of what they experienced blew us all away. We had no idea where this experiment was going to go, and I had never done it before. The accuracy was like they described things, even though both of the people in the middle might have described something fairly different, they described the experience picking up what they did from all the people in the circle. Boy, thoughts are things. We just transmitted these things from what we imagined, felt, heard, and, and um, those kind of words, and transmitted it to them, and those became things that activated them to make their hearts start beating faster, make them scared or happy or excited or warm. Or, uh. Okay, so the very last one, this was my favorite. Um, the very last one on the last two people, which were two women as well, I wrote on the board <laughs> the word orgasm. Yay for orgasms. And uh, there was no giggling allowed. The, the circle of people that were standing up transmitted whatever it is that they felt. Because first you're going to imagine feeling whatever it is in your body and in your mind and in your sounds around you and then transmit it to them. And so I guess they did. <laughs> because when the two ladies, when I asked them to describe what they experienced, <laughs> the first one said... I can't tell you. I said, well, could you just give me some description? She was giggling and saying, no, I can't tell you what it was. I can't. I won't. <laughs> and she's just giggling away. And it was kind of funny because she was blushing and stuff. And um, we all totally got what was happening there. And then the second woman, she said, clearly, you were all transmitting an orgasm. No question about it. My body felt so warm and I just got these waves of pleasure. And of course, she didn't have an actual orgasm, but she got these waves of, of just pleasure and a dump of dopamine and just these tingly feelings that she described. And the other woman who wouldn't share her, her intimate experience, she was just smiling away and nodding her head. Yep, yep. So now, if I haven't convinced you that thoughts are things, then something's wrong. You need to turn off the podcast <laughs> and go take a walk because we are transmitting this all the time. So when I did my attempt at changing my luck or my expectation or my worthiness or the relationships that I have with people that I haven't yet met or the opportunities, huh? Things started happening. People felt it and got it, even on the phone. Maybe Paul Lyle wouldn't have had me on his show had I been someone who was believing that I have really bad luck and that I'm too scared to take chances and that I, I can't put me on a radio show. Who am I? <laughs> now, now I say, anytime. <laughs> I kind of like it. Okay, so 
what do we do with all of this information? When I got to that one year mark where I said I had sold $1,012,000 and by then I had to have a bigger office, more expense. I had people working for me, helping ship out all these orders because it was all CDs and DVDs and people helping me shoot videos and edit them and things. So things did get a lot more complicated, but they were still fun. It was still very exciting. It's just odd. Like in the early part of that first year, it was a point where I really wasn't wasn't making money yet. I was seeing clients and I was supporting myself, but I wasn't like, you know, doing really good. Um, I was having yet another workshop for the abundance work. And we all did some writing on what was going to happen in the month of January. And so we, we wrote about it. We w looked at it from a mindset of abundance and worthiness. And we'd already worked on a lot of our issues together. And we put down how much we were going to make and the kinds of opportunities we would have and we would attract. And it was very nice. And then we shared them with each other so that we really had a chance to look at it more in depth. And then I did hypnosis sessions to embed that and to get them to feel it and expect it and, and be worthy and have that excitement of it. Well, for me, for January, I wrote down that I was going to make Oh, it was a 20,000 or more in January, which that was ridiculous for me to think I could make 20,000 in one month. Remember, this was early in that first year. But even though I felt that way, I thought, wait a minute, it could happen. Let's just put it in motion and see what happens. In that time, I think it was early November. So in November, December, there were several things that came my way. And I believe it's because thoughts are things. And there's a mysterious force out there that creates good luck and good fortune. I was on the Queen Latifah show in New York. She had a one-hour talk show. And there's a long, interesting story about that. But they flew me to New York. A limo driver picked me up at the airport. Woo! And I was in a beautiful suite overlooking Central Park. And the limo driver picked me up the next morning. And I went to do this show. <laughs> And it was amazing. Oh my gosh. It was a life experience for sure. First time I'd been on TV. But anyway, as a result of that, the show aired in January and I sold a lot of stuff. But also in mid or late November, there was a reporter who was working on some stories for a book that Men's Health Magazine was putting out. And he did an interview with me and he wrote like 12 pages of that book that were just about me and my work. That book came out in January as well. Resulted in a lot of sales. There was one more thing that happened in January. I'm not remembering what it was. But the point is that I, I don't know. These opportunities weren't like I, you know, talked to the producers at Queen Latifah's show and I convinced them to let me do this or that I even knew anyone at Men's Health. But there was a mysterious indescribable force of good and gratitude and abundance that's out there for you as soon as you change what's happening internally and you send it out you send it out so in my group in the early november we all created this manifesting of what we were creating and not just for our own personal sake it was about being worthy of accepting the rewards for doing this good work but what we were putting out was how we were going to improve our 
our um, business skills or our creativity or be more worthy of good things happening to us, but how we would really be able to recognize opportunities and act on them and create opportunities that didn't exist and on and on. Oh, I see that I have been talking to you for 59 minutes and 59 seconds. Wow, that was a lot. (laughs) I am very grateful for all of you. I'm grateful that you're here and I want you to go get the luck of your life program. I want you to experience this. It is seven days to totally turn around the way that you are looking at your life, even if you already feel that you have really good luck. So day one of the kick-ass luck club is your introduction, getting your mind set straight, and then you do a hypnosis session for the kick-ass luck club, and then you listen or you watch a video for how luck changes you And day number two is the bad luck crusher. On day number two, you do a hypnosis session that is called bad luck crusher. And you watch a video on how your luck does improve. And day three is show me the lucky. (laughs) That one, you do a hypnosis session that is cleverly named show me the lucky. Day number four, you have a luck explosion. That sounds kind of nasty actually, but if you get any on you, you can just wipe it off. (laughs) So the luck explosion. It's an explosion of good luck, and it's another looking at it from a different angle. So it's not the same thing every day. It's a totally different session from a different aspect of creating luck. And day five is the luckinator. I don't even know what that is about. I don't remember. (laughs) You are the luckinator, like the terminator, but you don't terminate, you luckinate. All right, day six is the luck dynasty club. And I think that day six is reaching out much further with this, much farther with it to reach more and have a bigger expanse of luck. Seven day, day seven, boy, I said that backwards. Day seven is the mother lucker. The mother lucker is the lucker of all mothers. (laughs) I'm going to have to end this podcast. I can clearly see that. But anyway, so the seventh day is whatever happens in the mother lucker. I want you to make sure you do some writing every day when you listen to these. I want you to ask me questions, email me comment on what you're experiencing either on my Facebook page or you can send me emails anytime at zen at wendy.com just spell wendy with an i if you would like to get the seven day luck of your life program just go to wendy.com w-e-n-d-i.com you will see the link that says all courses click on that and you can search for luck or you can use the link at the bottom of this podcast Or you can ask me, say, where the hell is that program you were talking about? I have to have it. All right, you guys, you have a great rest of your day, a wonderful evening. If you get this program today, you can listen to it tonight before you go to sleep and start making these changes. I am blessed and honored to have you be a part of my life. I just imagine all of you out there listening that this is something we're doing together. So feel free to take time to get in touch with me and let me know what you need and what you want. I know I need some beginning and ending music for my podcasts. That will come. That will come. But for now, I'm just going to tell you that I'm immensely grateful for you. Thank you and bless you.